0: Welcome to Episode 7 of How to Be a Steminist. This week, I'll be giving you my top 5 tips for having difficult conversations. This is so you can navigate those awkward conversations with some structure and clarity, and you can finally get across what you really think. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, Being a STEMinist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I love avoiding confrontation. So I must confess that having difficult conversations is something I'm still working on. We're all human, and even someone like me, who is all up for women's empowerment, still struggles with it. But when I'm going through something I struggle with, I find it really helpful to have a framework to follow, so that's what I'm going to share with you today. You should never choose to start a difficult conversation only in the aim of making someone feel guilty. You should only start difficult conversations if you are willing to try and fix a problem or prevent something happening again in the future. Now, when something you're not happy with happens to you, you have three choices. You can say something about it and try and fix the problem. The second choice is you don't say anything and you make peace with it. The third option is what most of us do, and I'm still guilty of this sometimes, is to not say anything about it and feel resentful about it and hate the person who did something wrong to me. Now you can see that um, options one and two, so say something or don't say anything, they're, they're okay options, you know? You can either try and fix the problem or you might choose to not say anything and make peace with it and that's that. But way too often we think that, you know, we can't say anything, we feel resentful, and then the only person suffering is ourselves. So if you find yourself in that position, I really encourage you to reconsider options one and two. And if you do decide to say something about it, I have some tips for you today. My first tip is on how to structure your difficult conversation. So let's say that someone has just spoken over you in a meeting again. So every time you're in a group meeting, this one particular person, for some reason, they just keep speaking over you and it's getting really frustrating. You've decided that you actually want to say something to this person this time and Maybe it is that they don't even know that they're doing it. We always need to give the person the benefit of the doubt. So how do you actually go about having this conversation? The best way to do it is to follow a structure called the EEC method. So these letters stand for example, effect and change. So EEC works like this. You give an example of when someone did something that you're not happy about. Then you describe to them the effect that had on you. Then finally, you describe what you would like to change in the future. So your conversation might go something like this. Hey Paul, during the team meeting yesterday you spoke while I was still speaking. This meant that I wasn't able to finish sharing my idea and I needed to catch up with each team member individually after the meeting to get my point across. This took up time that I could have used to work on our project that we're working on together. In future team meetings, I would like to be able to finish speaking and then listen to your ideas afterwards. In the same way, I will finish listening to your ideas before speaking about mine. Is this something we could both agree on? So using this EEC structure I have just given an example Paul speaking over me during my meeting yesterday, the effect which was that I couldn't finish sharing my idea and it took extra time for me to let all my team members know something that I wanted to say in the meeting and what I would like him to change in the future which is I would like to be able to finish saying what I'm saying before you start saying your thing. I also added something at the end where I would also mutually respect his space and asked him whether it was something that we could agree on. Having this clear structure, so example, effect, change, is really helpful when going into a difficult conversation because sometimes it can be nerve wracking. Having a framework can help to ease what you're going to say, gives you some structure towards it. And also, it's really clear on what happened, how that affected you and what you would like to change in future. My second tip is to use specific examples, not exaggerations. So by an exaggeration, I mean something like this. Paul, you never listen to me. You're always speaking over me in a meeting. You see how this is not specific enough and how Paul could just think you're being a bit mad? (laughs) When you use specific examples, you can take some of the emotion out of it so that the person you're speaking to is more likely to actually listen to what you're saying during the difficult conversation instead of, put his walls up and think, oh God, I'm being attacked, I must defend myself. When you use exaggerations, you elicit an emotional response and that is something that can be argued against. However, if you give a specific example, you're just pointing out objective facts and this is something you can't argue against. Tip number three is to remember that you're responsible for your own actions, not someone else's. So this is what I mean by it. No matter how perfectly you phrase your difficult conversation, how calm you are when you have the conversation, the other person might still get pissed off and start attacking you. Their walls might still come up, they might still be in defense mode, and they might kind of get really angry and start attacking you on things. Their behavior and reaction are not your fault. They're not under your control. So it's okay to leave them be. They might react a certain way. But you are responsible for your own actions. So even though they might respond with a knee-jerk reaction before having time to think, you are still responsible for yours. So don't go and attack the other person back if they've done that to you. The key here is to not join in by throwing attacks back, but to keep your own composure and be responsible for your own actions. Tip number four ties neatly into that and it's that it's okay to take a time out. So just say you started this difficult conversation as in as calm a manner as possible but the person you're having the conversation with starts attacking you and gets really upset. Or you might feel that as soon as you started the conversation, you have started feeling quite upset and you might feel like you're not able to control your temperament. It's okay to take a time out. Either way, I would recommend you not saying to the other person, calm down, because, you know, Every time I'm angry and someone tells me to calm down, I do the exact opposite. I get more angry. So do not say calm down. But you might suggest to take a bit of a break and ask that person if it's okay to come back another time, maybe a little bit later on once you've had a bit of time out. My final tip is practice, practice, practice. If you're someone who doesn't have difficult conversations a lot, which I hope you don't have to, and you feel nervous about approaching someone to start a difficult conversation, write down what you're going to say and practice with someone. When you go into a situation where you feel you might be nervous or you might not have had a lot of practice before, you might find that practicing with someone beforehand doing a little rehearsal will help immensely because at least you know you've had a go at saying the words before you've been able to troubleshoot a couple of things and you'll feel more confident as well if you don't have a trusted person who's close to you and able to practice with you I would at least say practice in front of the mirror at the very least. Again, just saying the words to your own face, having that time to get comfortable with the whole conversation situation will really help you in delivering what you need to say in a cool, calm and collected manner. Like with any other skill, the more you practice, the more times you have these difficult conversations, the less difficult they're going to be. And this is something that will really help you progress in your career. If you can give people feedback on how they can improve, then you've kind of won half the battle anyway. Leadership is something that can be quite difficult, especially if you don't know how to give good feedback. And by good feedback, I mean effective feedback. So just to recap, here are my five tips for having difficult conversations. Number one, follow the EEC method for a framework and structure that you can follow in any conversation. Number two is to use specific examples, not exaggerations. A specific example will point out the objective facts, whereas exaggerations will unfortunately elicit an emotional response, which is something you want to avoid. Number three, you are responsible for your own actions and not someone else's. So if you start a difficult conversation and the other person starts kicking off, That's okay, that's not on you, but you are responsible for your own reaction. So if this person starts getting annoyed, don't join in by throwing attacks back at them. Number four was that it's okay to take a timeout. So if you're feeling really nervous or upset in the middle of the conversation, or you notice that the other person is also getting upset, you have every right to say, hey, Would it be okay if we took a little break and come back to this conversation in a little bit? And number five is practice, practice, practice. The more you practice, the better you'll get. So even if it's a rehearsal with someone who you're not actually going to have the difficult conversation with, do that practice. If you don't have someone to practice with, try in front of the mirror to your own face. And remember, the more times you actually have difficult conversations with people, the less difficult they'll become and you'll just call them normal conversations. Difficult conversations are only tricky because we get so nervous about having to give feedback to someone and we don't want to hurt their feelings. But sometimes in being so nervous and in not wanting to hurt their feelings that much, we end up saying things in a way that upsets others. So practicing these types of conversations are really going to help you to progress in your career, into your leadership roles, and I guess be able to finally say all the things that you want to say in a really effective manner. There's nothing worse than wanting change, but not knowing how to say it to others. With this newfound knowledge, I encourage each and every one of you to take any next opportunity to have a conversation like this, because the result of it will be positive. If you're truly having these conversations in order to make things better or prevent bad things from happening again in the future, then going through this little bit of pain, these few minutes of potentially awkward conversation can have immense effects to your life and the lives of others as well. Now, if you're about to have a difficult conversation and you need some extra support, I really encourage you to join my Facebook community, which is called Wonder Women in STEM. I'll leave a link to the group in the show notes and how you can join. But this is where we can talk about all things career related and get support and advice from other women in STEM who might be able to relate to you. The next episode will be coming out next Wednesday, as always. So hit the subscribe button if you want to be notified of when it's released. If you enjoyed this episode today, I would love it if you could help me by rating and reviewing on Apple iTunes. I always love receiving your feedback and also suggestions on what you would like to hear about in the future. I can't wait to speak to you again next Wednesday.